God often uses specific scriptures to guide you to Himself and His perfect will. These life verses are really guideposts for the journey. Today, we join Scott Pauley in looking at some of these passages. It is our prayer that you will enjoy the journey. I had a Bible teacher in college that said his favorite scripture passage was whichever one he was studying at the time. I like that because we're reminded that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's all the Word of God. It's all wonderful. And yet, at definite times in life, the Lord will connect certain portions of scripture to you uh, to give real guidance, uh, to encourage you or to challenge you or to convict you. And I wonder, do you have verses like that in your life? They are like landmarks along the way. They are guideposts, if you will, on this journey of life. Well, I want to share another one with you today from my life. It's found in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12. I said to you in our last study that as a boy, I took Romans 8, 28, and it was a great verse. It's still a great verse. I think I understand it much more today than I did in my childhood, but I'm glad I got it in my spirit early on. It's amazing how God brings those things back later in life. But as a young man, uh, 12 years of age, God started dealing with me about serving Him with my life. I remember yielding my life to the Lord Jesus Christ just before my 13th birthday, saying to God, Lord, I'll do anything you want me to do. And God led me into the ministry. Of course, I had no idea I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Uh, it's been a journey. It's always a process in all of our lives. But about that time, God brought me to a verse, and I said, I'm going to make that my verse. This First Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12, Paul wrote to a young preacher named Timothy these words, Let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Now let me just get this out of the way right up front. Though this was a verse to a young man, and it was a verse that helped me as a young man, I've discovered that this is a verse for all of life. That this is not just for the young. Uh, this is for us at every stage in life. It should just begin when we are young. And in many respects, this verse summarized all of the great lessons God taught me as a very young man. Let me share them with you. First, the Bible says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. The first thing God did in my life as a boy was He taught me that I had to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for myself. That to be a believer was not simply to be in a Christian family or attending a, a Christian church or being around other Christians, that I had to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for myself, that it was a personal thing. And that believing in Christ was not simply believing He existed. There's so many people who say, oh, I believe in God, I believe the Bible. Yes, I believe Christ died on the cross. But the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Not believe in. It's more than simply believing He exists. Remember, James says the devil believes and trembles. Satan believes there's a God, but he's not saved. Far from it. And so there are a lot of people who give mental assent to the existence of God who've never personally put their faith in the Lord Jesus. To believe on the Lord Jesus Christ means to put all of your dependence on Him. It means uh, to completely trust in Him and Him alone for your soul's salvation. So if you've never done that, I want to challenge you today to become a believer. 
to call on Him in faith right now and trust Him as your personal Savior. The second great thing that God used this verse in my life concerning was not only that I needed to be a believer, but that then I needed to be an example of the believers. That's exactly what it says. Be thou an example of the believers. Notice it doesn't say do, it says be. You're not a human doing, you're a human being. If you'll be what you ought to be, you'll do what you ought to do. God says, I want to deal with who you are. And I want you to recognize yourself and identify yourself this way. I don't just want to say I'm a Christian. I want to live like one. There's so many people who are believers, but they're not living an exemplary Christian life. And I must confess to you, I have not always lived an exemplary Christian life, but I want to. It's the goal. The Bible says, be thou an example of the believers. Then it gives us a list of six ways that really govern every part of our life in word. That's the first thing. What comes out of your mouth? Your mouth tells on your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So we should seek to live the Christian life by what we say. Then in conversation, that's not the same thing as word. That is your manner of life. Your life speaks. Your life converses. Your actions tell the truth. And so I want to live my life in such a way that people see Christ in me. The old preacher Gypsy Smith once said, God wrote five gospel records, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the Believer. Then he said, most people will never read the first four. He was right. Someone's reading your life today. They're wondering if there's any truth to the fact you say you know Christ as your Savior. In word, in conversation, in charity. That's our love. Uh, that's what we love and how we love. It's what we give our affections to. For the Christian, it should be the love of God in us. Loving what he loves, hating what he hates. In charity. Then in spirit, that's our attitude. Now that is the deepest part of man. It is your whole outlook on life in spirit. Then in faith, that's what you believe and knowing what you believe and why you believe it. But more than that, it's an active faith, trusting God, depending on the Lord every day. Remember, the just shall live by faith. Then the final thing on God's list is purity. Now why save that for last? Not because it's least, but because actually it is the most private, personal matter of the man's life. Uh, you might hear my words, but not know whether my heart is pure or not. But God looks on the heart. Purity is not just a matter of public consumption. It's not just a matter of what everybody sees and knows about me. Rather, it's what I am in the dark. And God says, I want you to be an exemplary Christian in the secret places of your life in purity. So I learned from this verse. First, I needed to be a believer. Then I needed to be an example of the believers. And then I learned from this verse that I needed to begin serving God now. And notice how the verse began, let no man despise thy youth. We take it from First and Second Timothy that Timothy was uh, by personality perhaps a little timid and shy and reserved. And Paul is saying to him, you can be bold in this. God has given you this to do. Now, don't let anybody despise you because you're young. The little word youth is found 70 times in Scripture. God is a God of all ages and stages in life. And He wants us to begin as early in life as possible. So whoever you are and whatever your age today, begin serving the Lord right where you are. The night I yielded my life to Christ, a mature pastor said to me, Son, if you don't start serving God now, you probably never will. He was exactly right. And so I want to challenge you to begin serving the Lord now. Perhaps you're young like I was and you're thinking, What can I do for the Lord? You can begin. You can start right where you are. You remember when David wanted to go out and fight Goliath and Saul said to him, You can't do that. Thou art but a youth. And then Saul made a ridiculous statement. He said of Goliath, And he a man of war from his youth. 
In other words, Goliath's been fighting the devil's battles since he was young, but you can't fight God's battles because you're young. Oh, if you're old enough to, to curse, you're old enough to witness. If you're old enough to lie, you're old enough to tell the truth. If you're old enough to do the wrong thing, you're old enough to do the right thing. Begin to serve the Lord right where you are. Don't let anybody despise your youth. 1 Timothy 4.12 was a verse that helped me get a good start with the Lord as a believer and living the Christian life and serving Christ. I hope the Lord will use it in your life today. And maybe you can pass it along to another young man and encourage him. I'll leave you with this final footnote. One day I was meditating on 1 Timothy 4.12 and I read through it to the next verse. Verse 13 says, Till I come give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. And God helped me with this. 1 Timothy 4.12 is the goal. 1 Timothy 4.13 is the vehicle that gets you to the goal. What is it? It's the Word of God. Reading it, listening to the exhortation of it, knowing its doctrine. I want to challenge you today. If you want to be the Christian God wants you to be and serve the Lord effectively, get in the Word of God and let the Word of God get deeply into you. May the Lord help us all today to give attention to the Scriptures and allow it to guide our life. Thank you for taking time to study the Bible with us. We trust that you will meditate on God's Word and share it with others today. For additional resources, visit us online at scottpauley.org. We deeply appreciate your prayers and your support.